This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. If I could, okay, this is not a poll question. It's not. Okay. It's not a calling question. But if you could learn how to play one song on the piano, why is it that one? Yeah, that's a good one. That's the one. That is the one. So she is Vanessa Richardson. Mm. Not Vanessa Carlton. I'm Randy Scott. It's ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It's Canty and Carlin. Also on Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, that song, uh, Karaoke Bar in the mid-aughts. You go up there, you know, not looking like someone who would sing that song. And then it would hit and it would bring the house down from time to time. You that know? one, that's a good piano song. Walking in Memphis is a strong piano song. Also a strong karaoke song. That is a good one. Piano My first man? job out of college in Cincinnati, I got called Vanessa Williams twice on air by the main anchor. Vanessa Williams? Vanessa Williams. Oh, like the save, save the best, save the best, for, best last. for last? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Did you fire back? Did you have anything back? <laughs> I, I said that on air. I said, you save the best for last. What are you supposed to do? Yes. A reference that's older than you might be, in yes. all honesty. But wait a minute. Can we go back to the fact that you started, your first job was in Cincinnati? It was. I did news, traffic, and sports. I was a jack of all trades, as they say. A Jill, okay. <laughs> a Jill, a Jill of all trades. Got yeah. it. Got it. Um, <laughs> I started in Lawton, Oklahoma, which is the Cincinnati of Oklahoma. It is, is it really Ge- geographically? It's in the <laughs> southern part. Of, it's on the border. Borders Texas, right? What's the thing you do in Lofton? Did um, I say that right, Lofton? No, Lawton, but that's Lawton. fine. Uh, KSWO. <laughs> I. You know what I did? What, what? Like one of the first nights I was there. Was drive a news van, and I thought I hit something in the parking lot. Like the, it was a new a Chevy Astro van that sort of went kajunk, like like you like one wheel went over a speed bump is what it felt like. And I was like, man, nice. I broke I broke the rim. I did something. This car's weird. Whatever it is, got out of the car. I had hit a tarantula. Oh, I hit a tarantula in the parking lot. Oh yeah. God, yeah, that had um, to be a bit big tarantula it was a decent sized tarantula it moved the van and then it was like if you you had to swerve to avoid armadillos because they could literally yes. almost like a almost like mario kart they could like derail your car like if you hit one at high speed you were done you were in a it's ditch potholes in the midwest yeah. you gotta swerve but i was also i was a jack of all trades we had to go storm chasing from time to time mm-hmm. if you knew how to work a camera and the conditions were ripe and the sky got super green like You'd have to go to Duncan, let's say, out in Oklahoma by the Wasn't Halliburton. Wasn't that the best? Don't come outside, which is where I am right now. <laughs> You'd have to tell people. Yeah, don't do The clouds are swirling. It's like, yeah, we can see that from my porch. Uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, at Sports Vanessa for Vanessa Richardson on Twitter, at Randy Scott ESPN for me. Now, the conversation on the CC call-in line, what athlete hurt you the most when they played on another team? We've had some great examples. Mm-hmm. Dion was one. Uh, Vanessa's, you know, it's it's inspired by Peyton Manning seemingly turning his back. You're not saying it. I'll say it. Turning his back on Indianapolis, right? Just Johnny Purple. Denver out there. I mean, he's raising his kids in Denver. I yeah. get it. Yeah. But it still hurts mm. that he doesn't show maybe that same love to yeah. the people in Indy. We're going we're gonna to pivot like Ross Geller moving a couch. We're going to go... Who in major sports? So this is the new question for the CC call in line one eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Who in major pro team sports should be allowed to go out on their own terms? It's a shorter list than you might think. Maybe maybe it's Lionel Messi for you, right? His move mm-hmm. to Miami. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a coach, and it's inspired by this conversation here where there is pressure on Bill Belichick in New England. And I think it's one thing to say there's pressure. It's another thing to say that there has to be you know, some bar met this season or else he's going to be fired. He's a legend. 
But how long is the slack? How loose is it? And does the DeAndre Hopkins meeting today in New England, does that influence perhaps some pressure on Belichick to land a big fish, land a piece on on the offensive side of the football that can improve a unit that was among the worst in the NFL last season? And that's where we start, Vanessa. DeAndre Hopkins, because there's another coach in this in this mix, and it's the one-time and now again offensive coordinator and play caller there for the Patriots, Bill O'Brien. These two you know, worked together in Houston for six years. You were there for a lot of that. Yeah. What light can you shed on, on how that relationship is between these two? Well, the relationship got dicey towards the end, as was well documented with reports and with podcasts. They're both adults. And one thing that Bill actually I don't think got enough credit for, Bill O'Brien got enough credit for, yes, towards the end, things got dicey with him when he was GM and coach and calling plays. I mean, he was doing three jobs and, and ended up not doing any of them well that year. Um, he assimilates to players better than people give him credit for. He relates to players more than people give him credit for. And I understand because of how tumultuous the last couple years in Houston were, particularly mm-hmm. the last year. I think the relationship is mended. I think they're both adults. And if you're Bill Belichick and you're wondering how long is my leash – Okay, well, this is Mac Jones' third offensive coordinator in three years. So what better way to make Mac Jones more comfortable? We just talked to Herb Edwards, who talked. I mean, it is important for Mac to have that veteran with DeAndre Hopkins. Can D-Hop be the D-Hop I covered? I don't know. I mean, we didn't really see that in Arizona. But can he be effective? Can he immediately level up Mac Jones, thus maybe giving Bill Belichick more of a leash? I think so. I you know, I, I think DeAndre Hopkins still has top ten receiver in the National Football League uh, ceiling. I think he has that productivity. I mean, with Kyler Murray last season, you know, going for uh, about eight hundred yards in just the nine games. I mean, you extrapolate that out to a full season, and you're talking about Stephon Diggs territory, Stephon Diggs numbers. Um, playing with Mac Jones is going to be a little different. You know, say what you will about uh, about Kyler Murray, but those two had that connection, and I don't know that Mac Jones is quite there yet. This is as much. Approve it season for Jones, uh, I would say, as it is for for Belichick, if not if not more so. And it sounds it just sounds blasphemous. Like this, I I live up in the Boston area, Vanessa, and and I drive the hour forty five to work. And Jeez. yeah, yeah, no, That's I'm, a I'm haul. just me in the open road, you know. Uh, but <laughs> but I listen to plenty of Boston sports radio, and and you know, there's there's. The uh, there's 93.7 WEEI that's kind of iconic, and then there's the 98.5 the Sports Hub that's really you know surged in the last well, ten plus years or fifteen years probably, and you can tell when they're in this time of year sports talk content wise, and they start because for years it's been you know Belichick's not a good GM, Belichick was only as good right. as Brady took them. Some of that has come to bear. Some of that has been been proven right over the last couple of seasons. It's been tough up there for people to see Tom Brady win a ring for the Bucks and see the the Patriots sort of struggle to to tread water. It it is interesting though to hear Robert Kraft entertain the question. Now this was a Monday on on Outside the Lines on the future of Bill Belichick in New England. Well, it's about winning. So let's see what happens. He's he's done pretty good so far. I mean, I know it's important to him, too. My objective every year is we make the playoffs. Once you make the playoffs, anything can happen. And if you don't? Well, I'm an optimist. (laughs) All right, so we're not going to entertain the idea that we don't make the playoffs, but... And for so long, Vanessa, that that wasn't something that you entertained. You know, you could just go ahead and pencil them in for... 
10 plus wins, a play, hosting a playoff game perhaps, and and then you're on to it. Did that sound like an owner to you, a team owner, who is staunchly in the corner of his head coach no matter what happens on the field this season? No, because he would say that. I mean, he would say this guy has want, helped us win Super Bowls. This guy has helped us elevate. This guy has served as GM head coach and, and helped, you know, the career of who's thought to be the greatest quarterback of all time and Tom Brady. I don't think Robert Kraft sounded like he was penciling in Bill Belichick for one of our topics, which is who can write their own destiny, who can go out on their own terms. That didn't sound convincing to me. At all. I mean, not not to me. Now, because you're right. The invitation is there to just say, hey, he's Bill Belichick. He's, I mean, you could even flat out say it. it. Yeah. You could just say, he's earned the right to go out the way he wants. Now, the question was not specifically about Bill Belichick. Sure. The question wasn't, hey, how long is Bill Belichick going to be on the Patriots' sidelines? And then the answer is, well, you know, however long he wants or whatever. You know, you could put it to bed that way. But it is clear the expectation is to win. The expectation is we're playing football in January, and it's an expectation that Bill Belichick has helped create, yes, but it is also an ominous forecast that Bill Belichick has helped create. There are doubts, and those doubts are created by Belichick because of the GM. He is not. He has that side of the control. He's earned it, but you could argue he has won in spite of his own limitations in building that roster in the last 10 years. Yeah. And I think that, look, that's all the more reason to bring in who you hope is a great player and has continued success with DeAndre Hopkins. And you're hoping that chemistry with Mac Jones develops really quickly. I don't think they should let DeAndre Hopkins leave their facility without signing a contract. Don't even let him go home. Mm -hmm. Send a moving company to gather the things. I think that if you're Bill Belichick, this is like, it's very dramatic to say a Hail Mary. Okay. So Uh we're not going to say that, but this is something that he, this is a player that he should be highly, highly interested in because to say that the AFC is loaded would be an understatement, and specifically the AFC East. I mean, now you have Aaron Rodgers. What you know? What's Tua going to be able to do? And then, of course, the, the Bills are the Bills. So you have to get this done. I think that this is a have to for the Patriots. It's a have to, and there is a there, a short list of of players that Bill Belichick has been so outwardly effusive with his with his praise and, and affection, quite frankly, because Belichick knows where the microphones are on the field. Mm-hmm. He knows who's mic'd up, who's not. And there seemed to be some purpose to dapping him up when when Hopkins came through in a Texans uniform, or he was like, "Hey, I respect." Like Bill Belichick says to you, "Hey, I respect what you do." Like he's never gonna he's never gonna say that to me. He's never gonna say it to you because we're on this side of the microphone, and so I don't know I don't know that he does necessarily respect what we do. We make his job more difficult, right. and here we are calling into question a guy with that that many rings but agree. but but the you know the, the the pressure that Robert Kraft outlines there or at least the expectation to play in the playoffs it, it it calls into question whether or not there is pressure to make the playoffs for a coach and for a team that has gotten so used to doing so and Mike Reese has been in that building he might be in that building right now he's our NFL Nation Patriots reporter and this was on Keyshawn J Will and Max where he talks about that pressure building up on an iconic coach there's some pressure. I listen to Robert Kraft. I, I go back to when we talked to him in uh, March at the owners' meetings and listening to him in some recent interviews. Um, I believe he does want Bill Belichick here, uh, getting that all-time wins record. I think he's 19 away from passing Don Shula. But he sort of made it, I want to say, clear in how he's spoken. Like It's not just like, hey, you're here until you get the record. Like, he wants to see some results, and he believes that, you know, getting into the playoffs, anything can happen. So 
Um, it's not necessarily like a mandate. Hey, you're in the playoffs or, or you know, we're moving on here. I wouldn't say that. Um, but listening to his words, you can feel the heat maybe turning up a little bit from the owner's perspective. Okay, so maybe the pressure gets turned up just just a little bit. When you look at, at the roster and you look at the way that that this Patriots team is built, you know, you can't argue that Bill Belichick is being asked to, you know, cook with someone else's ingredients. He went to the store, he bought all these ingredients. The question now becomes whether they are a playoff team and 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 if they're not, does Bill Belichick get run out of New England? Which is the larger point that we're trying to make here, Vanessa. Has anybody in sports earned mm. the right to go out on their own terms? I do think there are some people. I think for basketball, it's definitely Greg Popovich, and he, we assume, is about to get a generational talent with Wimby. I think you could make the argument in football, possibly Andy Reid after what he's done with the Chiefs and the Eagles, okay. and then uh, happy birthday Dusty Baker, manager of the Houston Astros. And yes, I'm biased because I love Dusty, but I think Dusty could possibly uh, be in that category too. So, okay, when you say... Because I feel like for baseball, it might be a little different because they move around a ton. They do not, move well, around a lot. I mean, not that they don't in the NBA, too. I guess that, that is the life of a, of a professional coach. But, I mean, Dusty's been fired before. I mean, we've seen Dusty Baker in Washington, in Chicago, in, you know, uh, obviously in Houston as well. Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. you, you name it. <laughs> he's, um, he's been around. The Giants, my God. Yeah. So, so it, are we talking with Dusty Baker the right to stay in Houston until he wants or the right to have a seat at the managerial table somewhere in Major League Baseball. Yeah, no, that's a good. It's a good specific, uh, specific way to go about the question. I just kind of, you know, he won the World Series ring. Everybody thought, myself included, thought he would retire once he won one, and he decided not to. He's a, a one of, you know, one of those I think baseball lifers that just like we talked about, one of those sports guys that loves the schedule, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that he has the right to go out and on his own terms for a lot of reasons. And with Greg Popovich, you talk about NBA coaches moving around. He really hasn't. And then you look at the coaching tree that's come from Greg Popovich. Um, Andy Reid is an interesting one, too. So those would be my three. Who who would yours be? Well, I think I, I'm with you on Popovich. I think I'm maybe maybe Andy Reid uh, enters the conversation. I, I think, though, like regardless of of a coach's success, it's a player's mm-hmm. league. All of the major sports are, correct? So so it's a, it's a player's league, which is to say if you feel like your head coach is getting in the way of either the development of a young talent or, mm. or in the way of the championship window that a young player brings to your franchise, you're going to choose that young player 11 times out of 10. So if there suddenly is a falling out in the relationship between Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and I don't see that, I feel like personality-wise, neither guy lends himself to such a sure, but catastrophic. If there were. Yeah, but if there were, you're choosing. It is not a. It's not a difficult decision. You are choosing the younger player who is in their prime over a head coach who you know isn't out there actually you know executing executing plays, regardless of the brilliant offensive mind. Do you feel like Vanessa? There's a player who has earned mm. this right. You know, I said no at first. Shannon brought up LeBron James because I think, and, and, and I think he's right. I think any franchise, if LeBron said, hi, I want to come there, they're finding a way. Yeah. Regardless of cap space, rega- regardless of whatever. And we might see that with whoever ends up drafting Bronny, right? I mean, we might see that, that power exercised. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I can't think of anybody other than LeBron who would maybe be in the conversation. I think LeBron's in there. Um, I think 
football's so difficult because sometimes you just flat out don't have it. You know, I mean, we've seen guys retire. I mean, <laughs> we've seen guys retire at halftime when they realize, like, nah, this game has passed me yes. by. Um, so I'm trying to think of somebody Look, in football. Tom Brady like, wasn't allowed to go out on his own terms. That's what I'm. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he wasn't did, allowed yeah. to in New England. I think that says more about. I think it says more about the team that he was that he was playing. What for. What about Mahomes? Right now, That's, best quarterback you, yeah. in the NFL. I mean, Mahomes I'm, allowed to go out on his own terms. I, if if anybody is at a quarterback position, he's so he's so far from the end. I like the LeBron comp because we can see it, and I think LeBron can see it as well. So you know, NBA wise, is it is it Kevin is it Kevin Durant? Is it you know, you have to take care of yourself. You have to be able to get buckets in different ways. Your game has to evolve. You still have to bring something to the table is the point. You know, you can't be out there short-arming throws. Like, the last season of Drew Brees in New Orleans wasn't wasn't pretty, but he still got to decide when it was over. And I don't know that we're going to that we're gonna see that again. What about a guy like Steph Curry? I... I Vanessa, I mean, how's that, how's that, how's that grab you? I, I, he, his game is predicated so much on sort of the distance that he travels just to get an open look. Eventually, your legs leave you, right? I mean, the jump shot, he's going to be out there 55 years old on a playground somewhere just making it rain. He can do that, but the legwork that's required at the NBA, NBA level to get there, Vanessa, I don't know. I think you nailed it when you, when you mentioned age, right? Because like Patrick Mahomes, let's say, and I create, which this would never happen, but let's say they like miss the playoffs for five years straight mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Does he still deserve to go out on his own terms just because he won Super Bowls early in his career? I, I, you know, if, if, if his own terms include staying in Kansas City, then the answer is right. probably no. Because once you have set the bar that high, again, it's the Belichick corollary. You are a victim of your own success because it's a great point. The success is no longer the outlier; it's the expectation. You raise that baseline to such an untenable thing. Like there's such roster turnover. Eric, you got one. You I got-, got one. I'm gonna go to the ice. Go. I'm gonna go to Alexander Ovechkin. That's my guy. Ooh, I'm with you. Okay. He's 72 goals away from tying uh, Wayne Gretzky, I believe, for most goals of all time. Okay. Um, and then you mentioned, like, so he has to bring something to the table, like, right? Doesn't he have, like, the one-timer on the power play that he'll always have? Yeah, OV office for sure. Um, it's Okay, salary cap being what it is, drastically low in the NHL, makes about $11 million a year. That's extremely high, and he's getting up there in age. So if there is a drop-off in production, which there hasn't been significantly so far, that may be you know time to have that conversation, but to me, he's a guy. Let him retire in that sweater. Pay what you have to pay. We'll see if the Capitals do that. But that's a great example. I, I knew, you know, I was it was it was eye contact, Vanessa. Like he's in there in the fishbowl, and he's just like he's up against the mic. And I'm like, when Eric like feeling that heat, like when he's there, he's he's ready to go. And he, Boston he is it. a city that expects that too. I mean, it's not just the Patriots. You Boston fans, yeah. I will never feel sorry for ever, ever, ever because of all of the. It wasn't it like a kid who was born a certain year had never gone a year without seeing a championship in Boston. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a stretch. I think the early there was like, a massive maybe. stretch. Yeah, yeah, it's been they've been pretty spoiled up up there in Boston, and it's it's walks. My kids are like, when's the par-? like every you know they're like, wait, are they getting a parade? Do they get a parade? And I'm yeah. like, no, that's not what you got happens. Some Boston kids, yeah, that's yeah. I've been listening <laughs> when you grow up there and you see it. All right, so keep weighing in. Who in major pro sports, major pro team sports, would be allowed to go out on their own terms? Maybe there's someone in the soccer world that we're not quite remembering. Call in 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're also asking the question, is it time for New Orleans to move on from Zion Williamson? An interesting soundbite from Brian Windhorst on that. We will get to all of that on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app after Vanessa has this from FanDuel. 
Hey, baseball season in full swing. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. Just go to FanDuel.com slash play to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. I don't know exactly what the right thing to say is about Zion. The Pelicans, if they want to move way up in the draft, you're looking at potentially making Zion Williamson available. That would be a fascinating decision, Mm. but if the Pelicans are serious about moving up, I think it must be something that they're considering. There's going to be a GM or owner out there that says, you know what, we can fix them. We would love to have them. The ends are not justifying the means, and if I can turn this into someone else's problem, I do it. Ah, Ah, a lot of dancing in the studio. A lot of white guy overbite in the studio, Vanessa. You're bummed. You're not here. She's in Houston. That's, you know what? Okay. Cash Money was where? Was Cash Money down in New Orleans? New Cash Orleans. Cash Money for the phone taking over for the 199 was NOLA, I believe. That's, yeah. We, I, be, I believe. I believe. Like she, like she studied it at, at IU <laughs> there in Bloomington. She's Vanessa Richardson. I'm Randy Scott. That was a far. That was a departure from our Vanessa Carlton rejoin from before. That was. And I'm here for it. It's pre-end vibes on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Joining us on the CC call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Tim Bontemps, somewhere, you know, parts unknown, our ESPN NBA writer, leaning into this NBA offseason. But Tim... I mean, let's be honest, what offseason? Uh, we, we rejoined with the New Orleans flavor because of Zion Williamson. And it, 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 it's an interesting story to try to write, at, at least this morning on SportsCenter, because it's like, 
what meat is there to this other than the fact that no one seems to be denying that Zion Williamson is at least possibly considering maybe on the trade block for the Pelicans? What how, what more can you tell us, tell us about where this thing stands? I mean, I think that's where it stands. I, I, I certainly don't think anything is definitely happening, and I certainly don't think anything is decided, but... You know, there's there's a lot of smoke and noise around the idea of doing something with Zion, and when you consider the fact he's only played 114 games over the four years in his career, it would make sense that they would think about where their future goes. But again, you know, they're not moving off from Zion unless they get something really good in return, which is why you see all this chatter about possibly getting the second or third pick in the draft and trying to get a guy like Scoot Henderson. So. This time of year, there's all sorts of misdirection and misinformation and conjecture, as, as you pointed out, and it's going to be very interesting to see where this winds up, but I, I think it's safe to say it's going to be an even more hectic offseason than normal, and um, this, is all, um, this is all just part of it. Are they confident that Zion, B.I., C.J., that that tandem, if they ever get the chance to play more than a dozen games together, can bring a championship to New Orleans? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. If you want to go back to um, last season, they were second in the West, I think, or first Mm -hmm. in the West around the start of the new year, right? So they certainly showed they had the ability to potentially make a run um, with that group. But again, Steinwinston played a handful of games. Brandon Ingram missed a ton of time. I mean, injuries have just really defined this group going forward, and it's, that's really the first question you have to answer if you're New Orleans is, do you believe this group can stay on the court? And if you can, if you do, then you got to decide, all right, well, if they are going to be on the court, what do we have to do to get them to the level of competing with a team like Denver in the playoffs, which is the challenge for everybody in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, as we're talking with Tim Bontemps, our ESPN NBA writer here, at Tim Bontemps on Twitter, on Canteen Carlin, on, on ESPN Radio, you wonder about the... You know, it, it's a copycat league, and I think all leagues are. They see a team ascend to championship heights, and they're like, "Okay, what what are they doing? How are we able to model their system?" Um, looking around the NBA, you know, looking around uh, the Western Conference, even what about Denver's success has resonated league wide so far? I know it's only a couple days old, but the sense that you're getting from around the league that teams may try to emulate Denver's model as a two-man game as opposed to the league you know, adopting a, a big three or, or at least attempting to for seemingly a couple decades now? Well, I think you know, they have three max contracts on their books, including Michael Porter Jr., and I, mm-hmm. I think that you know, going forward it's going to be interesting to see whether teams can have three max contracts on their books with the new CBA coming into effect this offseason, but... I mean, look, it's very hard to replicate a lot about Denver, right? I mean, Nicole Jokic is one of the most unique talents we've ever seen in the league. Um, he and Jamal Murray have a phenomenal two-man game, and they've done a really good job of building around those guys going forward. But, I mean, if you're, if you're the other teams in the West and you're looking at Denver, their core guys, those two guys, uh, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, um, all those guys together are under contract going forward. And so, I mean, they've got continuity, structure, and uh, guys under contract going forward. So it's going to be very tough to take them down in the future. And I do think the one lesson people should learn from them is that they hired a coach in Michael Malone and they stuck with them. And we've seen so much mm-hmm. turmoil and turnover across the league. I think the, the staying power of what Denver has put together, I would like to think, will lead to some similar thoughts elsewhere. But it's far easier to say that than do it. 
And that's why we see so much change across the league, and it's why we're going to see so much change this summer. Speaking of change, um, Tim, my full-time quote-unquote real job is sideline reporter for the Houston Rockets, and people always think I know more than I know, but you're an actual insider. So for a long couple months now, we've heard James Harden to Houston. James Harden to Houston seems to have cooled off in the last couple days. Where does that currently stand that you know of? I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with James Harden. I thought from the beginning the thing that made the most sense was for him to stay in Philly, as Nick Nurse said when he got hired, if he wants to win, it's the best place for him to be. I still think that's the case. Um, but if James isn't in Philly, then I think he's going to be in Houston. And it's again, we're just we're in the we're in the, the silly season right now, where a lot of stuff <laughs> being thrown around. But so true. Um, but I do think that uh, when you look at when you sort of look at the the two situations, if you're James Harden in your mid 30s you got a chance to stay with the MVP of the league, with a team that's got a chance to win with, um, you know, with a front office you're very familiar with, led by Daryl Morey, um, and with a new coach, Nick Nurse, that I think can really maximize what that group has. With a guy like Tyrese Maxey next to him to take some of the pressure off, ball handling-wise, I think Philly makes the most sense. I've thought that from the beginning, but James has a lot of ties to Houston. They do have a ton of cap space. They mm-hmm. do want to get better. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see which way that goes here over the next couple of weeks. All right, Tim Bontemps, we appreciate it. He's our ESPN NBA writer. Again, get at him on Twitter, at Tim Bontemps. Tim, we appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, Thanks, guys. All right. Tim dealing with sirens in the background. Like, I got multitasker. Multitasker. Speaking of Lil Wayne. Interesting point about James Harden, for sure. Let's also continue to dive in. So, Blair in Arkansas, Chris in Oklahoma, Tracy's in Ohio, Chris in Oakland. Stay with us. The, the, The player, the coach, whoever in major pro team sports, who should be allowed to go out on their own terms. It's Vanessa Richardson, Randy Scott with you, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I got a specific request for the next hour. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to huddle up with E. We're going to go through it. We'll see if uh, Vanessa Richardson appreciates. We'll see. I don't know. It might be another mm. Vanessa Carlton catalog. I don't want to say too much. She's Vanessa Richardson. I'm Randy Scott. Uh, in for the guys on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speaker. Again, join in the conversation. The CC call in line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 as we are presented uh, by Progressive Insurance. Uh, right now, who in major pro team sports should be allowed to go out on their own terms uh, let's get to Tracy in Ohio. Been so patient. Tracy, you're on ESPN Radio. Oh, Tracy, too patient? No. Did we lose Tracy? We thought we had you. We thought we had you. Tracy in Ohio had a good one, and we'll, maybe they'll call back. Maybe they'll call back. We'll see. All right, Chris in Oakland. Chris, if you're still on, the floor is yours. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Uh, I got to I got an easy answer for you. I'm surprised you didn't even think of it. Uh, greatest defensive player 
since Lawrence Taylor, man, Aaron Donald. Oh, that guy! What he what he's done for the Rams between getting twenty sacks as an interior lineman, which is unheard of. I mean, he's changed the game. You can't find a single defensive lineman coming out uh, out of the draft that doesn't look up to him and try to mimic his game. He absolutely deserves to go out on his own own terms. I mean, he won the Rams a Super Bowl. He, he's going to be solid until he decides he doesn't want to play anymore. So, AD, that's my that's my answer right, All right. there. No, that's not a bad one. You know, Vanessa, I feel like it, when he when they won the Super Bowl, but he had a you know massive place down the stretch on Joe Burrow, um, and the talk was like, oh, is he going to go out on top? Does he call it a career? I was like, how do you walk away when you're still? When you're still that dominant, but that's the sweet spot, right? That's the John Elway like go out, and Elway wasn't the same quarterback, you know, at that age and, and winning two Super Bowls the way he was earlier in his career. But how do you know when when the right time is? I guess that's what we're talking about, though, right? Like leave it up to the athlete themselves to decide when it's when it's time. Well, and you know, football is so different than others. It's so physical. I mean, Aaron Donald's position is so phys. I mean, when you take inventory of the injuries, and I'm, that's not even getting into like the CTE conversations and all that. He got young kids. Like I, I could almost see a, a scenario where you still feel pretty healthy, you still feel pretty good, so you go out on your own terms. You go out on top. But that, that's a really good answer. Oh, I, I agree. I, I, I think it's. I think it's I think it's interesting the family dynamics that come into it and we talk about like the work life balance and priorities and maybe that changes once you do get that title because you're so myopically focused on reaching the absolute pinnacle of your field, absolute pinnacle of your game and then suddenly it's like, well wait a minute, you know, the cat cats in the cradle starts playing in the background you're like I'm missing yeah. x y and z and maybe that's, you know, you know, Peyton Manning, we don't need to bring it up. But no, you, know, you don't no, you, you don't need to bring it up. Yeah, we know it's a sore <laughs> it's a sore subject. Uh, Hashtag sore subject. <laughs> So the CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who in major pro team sports should be allowed to go out on their own terms? Let's talk about going out of pocket. Let's talk, we'll pivot, we'll segue, segue this like a This was a good cop. pivot. That yeah. was a good Ross Geller pivot. Let's, Ross Geller, pivot! Uh, let's just segue like a mall cop here and get over to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, Kat, Kat's had an interesting run at the mic, you know, in, in the last year. Um, he's had some some digestible nuggets of content. Um, he was on the Pat Bev podcast, which is great. Like, if I could think of one athlete who deserves his own podcast, <laughs> it is Pat Beverly. Uh, so the Pat Bev podcast with Roan and Cat's uh, on there, and he's talking about his own legacy. I guess you know he's talking about his own his own impact on the NBA. And if you think that he's going to be modest about it, you're 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 wrong. Here's here's Cat. I'm gonna put it like this. I feel like when my time's up and my and I retire and I put the shoes up and I say, you know what, Pat, I'm a, I'm a, me, the kids and the wife, we gonna head out to the sunset and enjoy life. I feel like there's gonna be people who are gonna say, you know, that I changed the game and I'm gonna be very appreciative of that. Everything's up for stipulation, and you know what I like to say is that no matter when think when this is all over, that there's gonna be kids coming up saying that they're gonna be able to play a different way because I played in the NBA and did it a different way. Um. Okay. Benefit of the doubt. It sounds grandiose, right? You know, it sounds it sounds like maybe he was on the Hubris podcast, uh, <laughs> right? Maybe, but but let's but let's play devil's advocate. Let's say okay, we're making the case. We're spin zone for what he put out there. Vanessa, what case can you make for Cat changing the game? 
I mean, he's, you know, somebody that is a shooting center. He's somebody that I think has done the most or tried to do the most with what he has. I've heard very good things about him. We've, you know, talked about how much he went through with COVID and all of that. So maybe in in that regard, but I just don't see... I, it, had he said something like, there will be people that try to emulate my game, I actually I could get on board with that in a big way. Change the game to me is a little bit of a stretch, respectfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. He's he's 6'11". Um, he is free, or rather three-point shooting percentage-wise. I think that's what he's getting at. Remember, he won the 2022 three-point shoot, yes. shooting contest. He won an NBA skills competition. Only he and Steph can say that they've won multiple All-Star game competitions. He's talking about his own versatility, I think. But, man, that was an interesting way of putting that. And that's not even the strangest most grandiose quote that he had on that pod. Yeah. We'll tell you what that is. We'll play it for you as we dive into the Denver Nuggets who had their NBA championship parade today. And wait till you see which member of the Nuggets, which member of the organization, enjoyed himself the most, judging by the sound bites. It's not who you think. Vanessa Richardson, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.